This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1561. Neil's tips for using news language in everyday English. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Aubrey Carter, and today's featured guest, coming to you from Arizona, USA. And to get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try our iOS app. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash bonuses. Today, Neil Edgeler from BBC Learning English joins us to share his expertise teaching English through the news. Listen in for his advice on using language in the news in your everyday English. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to our special guest, Neil. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'm Neil and I work for BBC Learning English, which, uh, as you may know, uh, provides English language teaching programs, videos, materials, online materials for our large audience of international learners of English. Yes, some of you may recognize Neil's voice if you listen to some of the podcasts he regularly presents on The English We Speak, Six Minute English, and News Review. So you may follow those, you may listen to those, and so his voice will sound very familiar, which is fun to have you here at Allers English with us. Thank you for joining us today. It's lovely to be here. Thanks yes. for having me. So I'm excited because... I feel like you have some great advice for our listeners, especially when it comes to learning English vocabulary through the news, when you're reading news articles and watching things on the news and then finding vocabulary out of that and using it in your everyday English. So I'm hopeful that you can give us some great tips so that our listeners can listen to you there and also start learning more English as they read the news. Yeah. Yeah, that's something we're really keen on at uh, BBC Learning English is to, you know, obviously we are the BBC, so we have access to a lot of news material which uh, and interviews with people as well. And we really like to exploit that and to, to take advantage of authentic English as it's really used by people when they're really speaking, rather than um, maybe some of the more contrived examples that you might get in um, in certain textbooks or classrooms or whatever not wanting to criticize anyone but no but, but we exactly right right if you're if you're looking at it, especially an older textbook it's scripted conversations that aren't the way we speak anymore so when you're yeah. using as your material the news and the way we actually speak today it's such it's so much more valuable 
Yeah, and that's that's what we try to do. So in uh, you know the six minute English uh, podcast that you've already mentioned, we um, you know we we take interesting clips of interviews from people who've appeared usually on uh, BBC radio programs, and we construct a program around that, and we try and explain how that language has been used in that particular context. And you know what its register is, whether it's formal, informal, um, uh, and how and how it's used. When when we do news review, which is based on headlines from newspapers, that's a slightly different thing because, as as we know, newspaper headlines are not particularly natural English, but they are something that learners will be exposed to quite often. And so it's important that we understand how we can take that language from an authentic context, but then have the knowledge to be able to use it in our real everyday English. Yes, exactly. All right. I'm excited to get into this. It's, I know our listeners, whether they have listened to your podcast in the past or not, or will start now, I know they're going to be excited about this because everyone wants to stay up on current events. You want to know what's happening in the news, but you're not getting that much out of it if you're just you know, reading an article to find out what's happening. Whereas if you're reading it in your second language or a third language, you're killing two birds with one stone because you're also improving your English in this case, learning great vocabulary, but then the trick is to apply it and use it in your everyday English, as you guys yeah. say. So I'm really excited to get some of these tips for that. So let's get yeah. into it. Can you share with us um, sort of the first tip that you would share with our listeners? Yeah, so I think it's important to know when you read a headline uh, or you see a story, um, not just what the word means. You know, there's a lot to what something means rather than what you just find in a dictionary. And what we try to do in, in News Review is to give that context to discuss what, to use jargon, collocations that there are. So which words go together around that particular word or expression how formal it is, how appropriate it is in certain situations, how common it is. You know, you, there are words that are used in headlines, which we'd never say. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example now, but um, there's a certain, here's a, here's, a, here's a term for the listeners, journalese, a type of journalistic language which is used in, in headlines um, but which isn't really the way that we speak. So you might hear in the see in a in a British sort of tabloid newspaper perhaps that somebody slammed someone, meaning criticised heavily. Now we would never say that, but you see that kind of language all the time. And so it's important to know, I think, as a learner, what you can use, what's natural. Do we natural. really say this? Right. Do we really say it? What does that stand for? Why is it used? You know, often it's because the headline is short and the, the headline writers need to get all of that information into a short space. I can think of a great example in your most recent um, news review podcast about Harry and Meghan's interview. And mm -hmm. you talked about the word salvo. And yeah. that's a really good point that, okay, do we actually use this and, and what's the context? And <laughs> because yeah. it's true as a native speaker. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we sort of know intuitively and when we're learning a second, third language, we need to learn that. We need to know how do natives really use this? I want to mm. sound native. I want to sound natural. And mm. so we need to know that context and the collocations. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. 
But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Yeah. And and what really strikes me every time, really, that I do news review, and I've been doing it for a long time now. Um, how long have you been it, doing it? Can I ask? Well, um, yeah, probably about five years now. Like okay, news yeah. review, that particular program. Nice. Um, but what really strikes me about the language that we cover is that how much figurative language there is used. So like Salvo, I, I've forgotten what the other, there was another, a bombshell. Bombshell. In that. You know, there's so much figurative language. They were, and it was all kind of military in that, in that particular program. So what I would say to learners is that you might think you know what a bombshell is or a salvo is because it might be similar, especially if it's a, a Latin language with, you know, which cognates. Right. Um, you may you may think that you know it, but it's always worth watching these types of programs uh, and listening to what we have to say because we kind of we try to explain some of the nuances and how it's often used figuratively. Of you know, the example was a bombshell announcement. I think now obviously. It's it's not, there's no real bomb. Nothing is really exploding. But in, the, in a figurative sense, um, it's very, it was a very destructive um, interview that was given. And this happens week in, week out, the amount of figurative language that, uh, that is there. And I'm sure it's the same in all languages, but um, it's something that will really help you broaden your vocabulary to have that knowledge. Yes, definitely. And if you listeners out there aren't aware of the word salvo, because that is pretty new, you can check out this last episode of News Review. It means a sudden multiple releases of something. And it is interesting when it's used to talk about something other than like a military, you know, salvo of uh, bullets, because yeah. there is that intonation of something sort of militaristic, right? Mm. So yeah, it's interesting, all of that deeper context, some of the hidden meaning that is used in headlines and in the news sometimes. Yeah, yeah. All right, what would be the second tip that you would share with us? Second tip would be to um, really immerse yourself, expose yourself to as much content, articles, videos as you can. Um, I know it's not always easy. People are busy. They uh, only have a limited amount of time for, for study, but it really pays off. If you, can, if you can spare that time to immerse yourself, to talk figuratively again, <laughs> excuse me, uh, to immerse yourself in uh, English uh, content, but yes. by which I mean films, TV, radio, podcasts and the kind of stuff that we produce then you're, you're going to get better just from that exposure and then and then trying to use it 
Yes, it's so, we're so lucky to have, um, you know, the internet and, and so much film and TV and things at our fingertips that when I first started learning a second language, my option was to go to the library and find mm-hmm. books in French and Spanish and maybe a DVD <laughs> in mm-hmm. Spanish. Now there's so much that it's true that, that our only limit is our time and carving out mm-hmm. that time and then mm-hmm. making sure, you know, are you going to watch that in your first language or mm-hmm. challenge yourself? and Mm -hmm. try to listen to or watch something in your second language. And you're right, Mm -hmm. when you immerse yourself, just like when you're living in a country that speaks that language as their first language, that is when real learning happens and you start progressing Mm -hmm. so fast. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, okay, what about a third tip? I would say, I would say be kind to yourself (laughs) as a learner, because it's really, everybody knows, it's really, really frustrating and hard learning a language. And I think we need to be, honest with ourselves about that you know it's a long a long slow process and and no matter what catchy advertising you might see around uh, language learning you have to at some stage you have to study and it takes a while but it is so rewarding so if you're having a hard time and you're thinking you're getting nowhere don't give yourself a hard time because if you keep at it you will improve i love that advice yes be kind to yourself because it is difficult and it's so easy to get discouraged. And then you, it's you know, easy to sort of stop trying. But if you can be kind to yourself and recognize the little steps that you're making, recognize the improvement instead of focusing on the difficult things, then you will. You'll keep trying. You'll keep progressing. And that's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. What yeah. about you, and Neil? Do you speak any other languages? I have um, attempted to master several languages, but I've never really got that Proficient, dabbled, say. You dabbled at several. <laughs> no, you know, I've um, I, I've st- I studied Spanish. I studied um, some Czech language. I worked in the Czech Republic. Um, I worked in Japan. So I, I, the places that I've been, I've tried to try to do as well as I can. Um, and um, it's really rewarding, isn't it? When you when you get to a stage where you can have a conversation with someone, you feel proud of yourself, and, and you should. Yes. That's exactly right. I've been, I've started using the app Clubhouse for language practice because they have these um, rooms where you can practice languages. And I'm loving it because I don't have that many opportunities to, pa- to practice French or Spanish speaking in my mm-hmm. daily life, other than myself in the mirror, which is also yeah. helpful. But it's <laughs> that's, so... a, that's a decent technique. Yes, I know. It's not bad, right? It, we improve for sure. Yeah. But to get to that place where you can actually have this conversation with another person in mm. that language is so rewarding. Like you said, you're able to make those connections. We say yeah. this all the time here at Allers English. That's our motto is connection, not perfection. And mm-hmm. that is the goal to make that connection with another person in another language. It's so exciting. Yeah. And, what, and ultimately, what is the aim of speaking a language? It's to communicate, isn't it? And exactly. if you make some mistakes while you're doing that, but people understand what you're saying, then that's okay. That's okay, right? That's the goal. You're making that <clears throat> connection. I love it. Exactly. Did you, when you were in these other countries, were you working as a journalist at the time? Or was that before you got into broadcast journalism? No, I was, te- I was teaching English. Oh, nice. Um, and, then I, and then I went into journalism. And now what I do kind of combines the two. Yes, right? It's a perfect marriage of both. I love it. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was so interesting. I am very excited for our listeners to check out your podcast, all of the podcasts at BBC Learning English, but especially those that you present on, of course. Can yes, you share you where can our listeners find your podcast and the information about your about BBC Learning English? 
Yeah, sure. So we have a website, bbclearningenglish.com. We also have a free app, which you can uh, find on the um, Apple Store and on Google Play. Uh, we have podcasts that you can get from all the usual places. And we are all over social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, BBC Learning English. If you search for us, you'll find us. Yes, and I noticed you have um, like quizzes and activities as well about the podcast on News Review, which that's, there's so much value to that to be able to have a check for understanding. Like now I've learned this, let me quiz myself, do an activity, and then move on and, and apply it in your everyday English, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's important, as we know, to, uh, to test yourself on what you've learned um, and also to revisit it fairly soon after you've learned, uh, learned or you've attempted to learn. Uh, as, as we know, you've got to come back to it. You've got to revisit it. You've got to revise because then it'll start to stick. Exactly, right? If you, you know, forget it after or just stop using it after a couple of days, it doesn't stick. You won't be able to use it in a natural conversation and have it come mm -hmm. up. So it mm -hmm. does take that practice, right? Being really aware of, you know, having it in the same place where you can review it, revisit it, like you said, and then intentionally use it in conversation so that it becomes a part of your natural vocabulary. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much again for joining us. This has You're been welcome. really fun. And your listeners can hear more of Neil's wonderful British accent and wonderful voice <laughs> on his podcast. <laughs> Thank you very right. much. Look, Thanks Look again. forward to you joining us. Yes, definitely. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.